What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Uh, today we have Ross Dunn, and we get into a lot of interesting conversations about getting out of your own way in relation to your personal brand, speaking, delegation, and so much more. I had a great conversation. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Let's drop in and see what he has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Goo Yao Now Show. I am your host, Bob McIntosh, and I am very excited to be here today. Um, well, first and foremost, it's just a beautiful day. And when it's a beautiful day, my energy goes through the roof, which is why I seek beautiful places. But that's irrelevant to this show right now. Anyways, um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I, today we have a guest. His name is Ross, Ross Dunn. And I was introduced to Ross through another guest we had, Chris uh, Ward, who you probably have listened to the episode if you've been listening. If not, go back and, and listen to that one. She was uh, uh, actually, I don't even know if I told her this yet. She's my number one listen to show of, of all of it at this point in time. So um, I, I won't have to let her know that. But, um, but fantastic episode. And she connected me to Ross. And as always, I'm always seeking out cool guests to share their experience. Um, and actually, as we were talking before the show, he shared with me something that he's going through right now. Now, in fact, that I think is going to be super relevant, not just to um, each and every one of you who's listening, but more particularly with where we're heading here in 2022 and where I see the future of social media and social networking and business growth going. I think what we're going to share in this and where we're going to go, that's going to be exciting. We'll find out for sure. Um, but anyways, with that, uh, with that said, thank you for being here. Thank you for committing your time. As always, I truly appreciate each and every one of you for watching, listening, checking in, whatever it is. And uh, Ross, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. Hey, very my, my pleasure. Yeah, and Chris Ward, my God, no wonder she's well listened to. Love her. She's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, Ross, uh, I'm going to go out on the limb here and say most of my folks that listen to and or watch this probably have no idea who you are. So, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then we'll dive into it. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm okay. So, my name is Ross Dunn. I'm the CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing. Um, I'm a website marketer. My job is to create visibility, traction, and conversion for your online business. Um, I do that by getting Google to know, like, and trust your website. Uh, I've been doing that since 1997, and um, <clears throat> I'm also the host of the SEO 101 podcast with over 400 episodes since uh, 2009. Um, just, I love the industry, love working with small, medium businesses, and uh, just getting to know them. It's, it's such a fun, fun energy, and uh, yeah, I can go on forever about that. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. I mean, we're, we operate in a very similar space and it's, it's amazing to watch, you know, these folks kind of the, the light bulb go off in their head when they see the results of yes. what we do for them. So it, it's a yeah. very fulfilling moment, I'll say. Yeah. And just guiding them through the whole process of understanding what they're missing and what they just, they haven't quite connected the dots on. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, that light is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So let's start with this. Uh, when we were talking before the show, you had mentioned, you know, hey, that as, as you're continuing your journey as an entrepreneur, you're, you're starting to find it necessary, I guess I'll use, is probably the best way to put it, to put yourself out there more, hence being on this show and obviously having your own show and whatever else you've got going on. Um, but that you've, you've kind of struggled with that a little bit. So tell me more about, uh, let's start with this. Tell me more about why you feel that's the need um, I would love to get it, especially from another internet marketer, like your perspective of that, uh, and then where the struggle is coming in for you with that. Because, and, and by the way, uh, before you answer that, for all of you watching or listening, I want to frame this. If you've if you've at all been following me for any at any point in time in the last, I don't know, ten years that I've been doing content online, I talk 
incessantly about your personal brand. Um, so I'm a firm believer in this. So already I'm going to be biased towards you need to be, but I will always want to get other people's perspectives about why that is. So um, with that, if you're watching or listening, understand that even if you don't have a personal brand right now, there might be something that you can take away from this that why you need to, or maybe why you don't need to. Um, but either way, Ross, uh, share, share with me a little bit more about that. Let's start, let's start there. <clears throat> sure. Let me start a little bit with a, a little history. So when I started my business, um, I, I, I didn't really plan on it going anywhere. Uh, I, it's quite a story, but essentially I was a skipper at a whale watching company and I started their website and realized that rankings were huge. No one was doing it. This is 97, 96. And from that point forward, um, things kind of blossomed. I realized that rankings were well, kind of easy then. So it was a lot of fun and no one wanted to do it. So it was, you know, I saw the money um, and then it became a passion. And all of a sudden I was being asked to speak or, or asked to do certain things. And I got this big client. I, I kind of put those other ones off, but I, I had a big client and at Time Inc. in New York. And my first speaking gig was in front of the, the, the directors of Time Inc. And that's a harsh way to cut my, cut the teeth. I, I was a bit stressed, to put it mildly. Um, after that, I realized that I had an anxiety issue and I needed to, to get some help for that. And I did. And uh, with that help, I managed to come out of my shell a bit. And, and actually, that's when I got not long after asked to be on a podcast again. That was another leap up, bit of, bit of nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. I jumped into it, though, and I, I found that I really, really enjoyed it. I love talking like this. I just... I really was with my best friend um, and we just chatted the whole time and just had a great time. It was fantastic. And then I started doing speaking and I started to enjoy that. So I'm actually good now with being out there. Uh, I can go and speak. I can do anything. I do courses, you name it, no problem. But um, in working with Chris Ward and, and other coaches, they liked my energy and they liked, they, they thought that I, I was very, um, authentic an overused word these days but it's how it came across and they like relevant the, though it is i think so and and i i just really connected with people and it's true i do like that it's why i'd still do the sales i really like connecting with new businesses and stuff uh, but i still kind of want to be behind the scenes so all my marketing had been very corporate it was this is my company this is or this is a company this is who we are this is how many staff we have we're doing this and we've been seen here and there and here and and they're all like, no, 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 Ross, you need to be in the front. There needs to be a picture of you up there. This needs to be about right. you and you and you. I'm like, God, I always, <laughs> always ignored it. Always yeah. ignored it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I, I don't, I've never been a fan of people who have big egos. And I've never, I've always gone the opposite direction of just avoiding that at every possible opportunity. Um, and then actually I give full credit to Chris Ward here. I worked with her and she knows me so well. It's kind of frightening. She really connected <laughs> with me. I don't know what that happens with every one of her clients, but she did with me, with me. And, um, I realized she was right. And I really couldn't put this off any longer. And she, we, she helped me with some messaging and <sighs> I got a photo shoot done, which I did put off, but I finally got that done. And now I'm like, Oh God, I've got to build this page now. So yeah, this whole new website's coming. That's going to have me on the home page and me and me and me and, and where I'm at now is I, it's coming and 
holy cow, has that ever been a long ride? And getting my out of, <laughs> out of my own way here was pretty damn hard. And it's still going to be a bit hard because I still haven't got it online. <laughs> right. How long will I procrastinate? <laughs> Hopefully not long. Okay, perfect. So I want to I want to dial in on a couple of things that you said because I, I think there's there's some interesting things there. And by the way, con- congratulations on the photo shoot. Um, I don't know if you happen to listen to that. I think I shared this on the episode with Chris, but she she did my very first ever fo- uh, first photo shoot. Um, oh, cool. She actually was my photographer. She was you know she was running her photo- photography business back then. Um, yeah. And she was like, smile with your eyes, smile with your eyes. Smile. I was like, I don't know what that means. She's like, this is why they all do cocaine. I was like, I can understand now. <laughs> um, She's right. And, yeah. it's, and it's funny, you know, I do photo shoots all the time now. And, I, and every single time I'm like, okay, I don't need cocaine. I just got to smile with my eyes. <laughs> it's, it's stuck with me, but fun, fun side story. Anyways, okay, so something that you said that really um, struck me, because I've heard this before from a lot of people, and I, and I would love to get your perspective on this and how you overcame it, which is you said, I don't like people with big egos. And so can I make the assumption that you see people out there with personal brands and oftentimes feel like that's an egotistical thing to do? Is that a fair assumption or not? Or, or was that your, your belief prior to maybe right now? I don't know how it was before, but now I, I, I feel most of the time, I don't feel too bad about it unless it's, <laughs> I'm pretty judgmental, I guess. I see the no, really okay. easy photo and it's like, oh no, who am I going to deal with here? So even my photos, I was, and, and Chris told me to do this, fair enough, is be genuine, show you are not a person with ego, you know, and I right. tried desperately to do that. And I think it came out, but yeah, it's just, I, I can't handle people who love to talk about themselves who just, yeah, I just feel like I'm not even being interviewed when I'm talking to this potential vendor right. uh, talking about themselves more than me. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a format formative thing. I've just run into a lot of people like that. No. And it's okay. And cause, cause look like the, so I go back to, I don't remember what conference it was. It was, it was some conference and uh, there's a guy named Billy Jean. Um, Billy Jean does marketing. I don't know if you've heard of him or not or seen him before, but rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he always, he's always posting pictures of like his Lambos and all these things. Right. And he, and, and remember it. Right. And he, and he, and he's at this conference. I remember thinking, Oh, here we go. Right. And he's like, how many of you have seen it? You know, these pictures, right. And he, and he posts like all, and it's all of those. Right. And he's like, do you know why I post those? It's not because I'm trying to say, look at my Lambo. It's because it freaking works. And then he like broke down, like, he's like, here's all these posts. He's like, here's a post of me delivering nothing but pure, honest to God, insane value. And it's like, you know, it's got one third of the reactions and comments as a picture of him in a Lambo saying, I bought a Lambo, right? Like, like literally it just says, I bought a Lambo. My license plate is I'm black. Like that was like the whole post. And, it, and it's like four <laughs> times as many or three times as many interactions. And remember, he said, I don't care about what we post. I care about getting traction. I care about people seeing what we're doing. And this, this helps. He's like, I hate that it does, but it helps. And it, I remember it, it was in that moment that I remember I, I heard talk to a lot of people and they talk about this ego thing, like, you know, this being egotistical. And I think that there's, for, from my perspective, there's a lot of people that believe that having your own personal brand is a very egotistical thing. Like, who are you to have your brand? Who are you to talk mm-hmm. about this stuff? And the more that I've dove into my own personal brand, the more that I've connected with people who have them, the more I realized, man, like, like you, right? You, you've been doing SEO since SEO was barely even an idea that SEO could be SEO, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, I, I mean, to, to be, to be frank, like you said, you you said, what was it? Nine, 96 or 97 is when you started. 
Yeah. Right. Like I was still in high school, like, you know, <laughs> thinking about free, like, like the, the and it's not, it's not like this, but, but the point is like, you've been doing this so much longer than anybody else. Your depth of knowledge about the transition that it's gone to and where it is now. And I have no doubt the amount of hours that you've put in, in insanely qualify you to be an expert in this space, you know, more than shoot, even more than me. And I, I consider myself a fairly deep expert because I spent a lot of time on it. Right. And, uh, and, and the point is from all of that is that I think there's a lot of people that like yourself that attach this ego, like this idea of ego to it. Um, but yeah. here's the thing. I'm going to also make an assumption here that you've sort of gotten out of your own way with that said, okay, I can see how this could be beneficial without attaching or making it egotistical specifically. And I would, yeah, I'd be curious to know for you, what is that battle like? at times? I'm not, I'm human. I'm sure I could, I could get an ego and that's the last thing I ever want. I mean, right. I've got, everyone's got an ego to a degree. I mean, I'm, I certainly am confident in what I know. Um, but one of the other things I say is I'm perfect as the enemy of done. That's one of my sayings. I've got it etched on things, <laughs> done being my <laughs> last name. Um, because, and, and that's part of what holds me back is I look at other people who are in my industry, who've been in the same length of time or even shorter, but seem to have bigger breadth of knowledge. And I compare myself to them and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't be in the front, mm. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wicked uh, spin, you know? Uh, but mm -hmm. yes, whenever I finally do talk about what I know, I go, wow, I actually have, I, I know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, I laugh at that because it's just so silly. Of course I do, but I just don't realize it. You know, it's the, the curse of knowledge from made to stick the book. You know, it's true. We just know so much. We don't know it. We know it. Mm -hmm. Know that we know it. Anyway. No, no, but no, yeah. it's, it's a perfect point. The debt, and if you're watching or listening to this, I want you to think to yourself, what do you have a lot of knowledge in, right? And, and, and not even necessarily, I'm not saying you have to go out there and have been doing it for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, right? You could, you could have just said, hey, look, you know, I attended a class, bought a course and got a coach and I've spent, you know, a hundred hours. Well, that hundred hours that you spent is probably more than the average person has in that thing. So it, that already begins to qualify you there. Right. And I'm not saying that you need to go out there and be like, I'm the best at this ever, because maybe you're not the best ever, but it does, it does entitle you in my opinion to, to, to that growth. And so I'd be curious for you when you think about not attaching ego. So something that you, something else that you said was, Hey, like I did a photo shoot and I was very, very specifically like making sure that my ego, it wasn't an egotistical thing. What, what did that look like for you? Because there, I, I, I know right now already there's somebody listening to this who's going, well, maybe I should do a photo shoot. Well, how do, how do I, how do I do that? So for you, what, what did that, what does that mean for you? Like, what did that look like? Well, for me, I pretended as though I was genuinely listening to a prospect and caring. Okay. You know, uh, and that was the concept too, that again, Chris suggested was that I sit there and, and, you know, have a cup of coffee in front of me and like, I'm listening to them talk or another one's just me leaning against a brick wall. It's like, I'm listening. I just, I, I, you know, I've, I've seen other ones where it's like, they're in their best outfits and they're, they're smiling smugly and like, Hey, I'm the guy. It's like, I can't <laughs> do that. I just can't. I know. Um, and, and to their credit, these people do very well. I'm not mm -hmm. saying they don't. It's just, it's like, kryptonite to me I, I can't do it um so yeah i i think it's being that genuine person you want to be in that photo shoot presenting the image that is you um that people will see when they actually work with you and what people say they like about you that's what i've learned to try and uh, show more often than not 
And that's perfect. I, and I think, I think that that's a, a critical thing too. Like when we think about all of the stuff being online, not just photo shoots, right. But everything that we do, mm-hmm. it's how do you show up as who you actually are? What, what makes you, you, right? Like I know for me, for example, on my Instagram and Facebook, I share a lot of, especially in my stories, I share a lot of memes. Why? Because I find them funny. I And it, it's me. And I, I am 100% sure that there's a bunch of people that were like, this guy is messed up in the head. And they've, <laughs> depart, they've departed from my Instagram because of that. But there is as many, if not more, who are like, I'm totally in line with this guy's thought process here. Um, yeah. and, it's, and it's okay. And I think, I think if, I, if I could summarize what you're saying, at least what I'm hearing, is it was okay for you to finally accept who you are and what you actually bring to the table. So long as you continue to show those things and not try to be something you're not. Is that a fair assumption? Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's so important to be, to be that person that I want to be and fill the world. Yeah. And, uh, and I found a way to do that, thankfully with the right coach and, and the messaging that seems to make sense to me before I was just trying to be like, Oh, I'm a corporate. You can hire me or hire my company. Here, here's my guys that can do that work for you. Um, nice to meet you. <laughs> you know, <after> a step <laughs> back. Now it's going to be more me, which is a little nerve wracking again, because I'd also been taught to create an exit plan. The company shouldn't be about you because if you try and sell it, how are you going to sell it? So I am kind of going the, the opposite direction, but I'm also not where I want to be. If I was financially where I wanted to be, I wouldn't care about any of this necessarily. Um, but I, I'm not, I mean, I've, I've got goals. And, you know, I'm doing fine, but I want better, <laughs> don't we all? And, and I think that this is a good path to take. And then later on, um, maybe I can look at bringing another person on and uh, slowly making them the front person. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that works. No. And so, so the, it's, that's a great point. And something that I, I've, I've thought a lot about for like us too. Like he's like, Hey, how do, how do I make me the brand, but also make the company the brand at the same time. Um, and that's why you'll see, all my stuff is branded with me and my personal brand, but I've got my company everywhere. Like we've got it. I got it behind me or the side. I've got it, you know, the show is sponsored by. So the company is always there benefiting from it. And I think that's an important thing too, is, is people get stuck. And look, at the end of the day, if you build something, even that's, even that's primarily based around you as the figurehead, and then you need to step out by the time that someone's, at least in my mind, by the time that someone's willing to pay for what you have, your customers will also be willing to stay because you've gotten them results. Because mm-hmm. they, wouldn't, they wouldn't be around, right? They wouldn't be following you. They wouldn't care about you. They wouldn't be part of your business if you weren't. And so as long as the results continue, and they might still follow you up someplace else, but as long as the results continue, I think they're going to be happy to, to, to be a part of that. I think so. And, and naturally, I think naturally anyway, um, I'd like to think so. We always try to bring people around in our business that are like us. So everyone adores my staff too. Because right. they're similar, they genuinely care, you know. They right. and and they love talking with the clients, and the clients like talking to them. And so, once they're in, they're kind of stuck with a good team, you know. So they like it, they, and they, they yeah. think our longest welcome to the full twenty one years. In. Come on in, yeah, yeah. So we keep them a long time. Longest one being twenty one years. So uh, we try and keep clients. That's like the ultimate testimonial, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Cool. So. I also want to touch on something else in relation to you getting yourself out there, um, which was, you know, you said you, you got asked to speak, having done that before, and it was very nerve wracking. But more importantly, I think, is that you said, hey, now it's not so much. So what's changed from that first time to today 
um, to help you feel more confident mm. in your ability to go out there and speak. You know, how you, you get told things over time and, and they say, that's brilliant, but it doesn't really click. Well, sometimes it does. It just sinks in like, wow, I needed to hear that. And the one that works for me every damn time, if I'm even as nervous as I get, everyone is there to watch you succeed, not to watch you fail. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're doing a speech, they want to learn. They want it. And I say that to myself before each talk and it, I just lose all stress. I mean, I'm, okay. and I've like also it. prepped prep the hell out of it too. That helps too. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not worried I'm going to forget something or whatever. And even if I do, again, we over deliver naturally. I think anyone who's been doing an entrepreneur for a long time or, or anyone who's an entrepreneur, you just need to over deliver. So right. uh, uh, yeah, I find it works out well. Yeah, I was, I was like, uh, what is it? Uh, Gary V always goes out there and says, in every interaction with somebody, I want to be the one giving 51%. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause I know that I've given a little bit more and I can feel good about that. And they might come back later and try to one up me and that's cool. But as long as I know in this interaction, <laughs> I was, I was the 51%. I'm good. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, so I, 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 I want to touch on something else you said here. So, you, and I like this a lot, which is they're there wanting you to succeed. I think that's something that we forget, right? Like so many of us are trained um, or our ex rather our experience of speaking, especially in public is like, high school or you know college mm -hmm. and it's like they're let's be real a lot of times they're not there why she's they're there because they have to be because <laughs> no. they're in class or they're there or they're gonna they're going to ridicule you for something because it's just the way that you know the, the world the world works and, and it's not to say that yeah. it doesn't in the real world sometimes happen that way but more often than not that's not the case exactly yeah i, I it's hard to forget high school isn't it anyway <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i i know now I've done enough too. You, you, you got to get out there and just try. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie that helps, but I like to be put myself in awkward positions at times. And, and when I did enough, I started to see just how much pleasure people were getting out of what they were learning. And mm. that um, even when I made a mistake and I just chuckled and said, well, where did that come from? Let's go back to what I was saying. <laughs> they just chuckled and went with it. I mean, it was, it was just effortless. Um, I'm, and again, when you're asked to speak, it's generally because you know what you're talking about. So it's not very difficult to, to maintain that. I, I, I went from that to actually teaching a course at a college on this. And I thought I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily do that again. It was a lot of work for a little money and, and time, but it was really interesting because again, you're in this position where they're there to learn. I mean, they look up to you and they expect that you're going to be teaching them and the only problem I had was trying to whittle down what I was teaching them to something that would not overwhelm them. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's quite a road. No, it, it definitely is. And I also, I also personally believe that like, and, and I tell people this all the time, speaking in particular is a way to tremendously increase your influence and your authority in whatever space you're operating in. Right. Like I know, um, a lot of the people that listen to this are real estate investors. And I remember I was talking to, and I don't remember who it was, but they were in a smaller, a smaller area. So, you know, I, I think mean, Northern Michigan, maybe or something like that, you know, kind mm -hmm. of a, not, not a, not a super populous place. And like, well, there's no groups here for real estate investors. I was like, so, so make one. Right. And it's funny is that now, you know, I look back, I, I look back, this is years and years and years ago, as far as I know, they're still running it. And it's like one of the most popular groups for that 
in the entire like northern Michigan area or whatever area. Wow. I could be wrong in the area. I'm forgetting now. But I remember them being like, holy crap, like this this blossomed into something way more than they thought. And they're like they're seen as the experts, even though there's people coming to that meetup that have done way more than they have. Um, but the, the point is simply that they got out of their own way and they started something. And because they were the person that did it or hosted it or spoke in front of the room, it gave them that, that level of authority. Yeah, exactly. And, and meetups, we did the same thing. No one was doing one for where I live in Victoria here on marketing specifically. So I said, uh, Victoria Internet Marketing Meetup. And I ended up abandoning it and someone else took it over. But it, when I had it for a while, it was just amazing how much people, how many people wanted to come and, and how excited they were that there was a finally a place to do it. I love Meetup. What a great idea. It really has <laughs> done wonders for many people. And no, it absolutely has. Okay. So, um, let me ask you this. You, you know, uh, you said, hey, I got asked to speak. You're obviously very nervous. You sort of have obviously gotten yourself out, out of your own way in that context. And now, you know, moving forward. So when, when you look uh, when you look back now, if you were to, if you were talking to your former self who had just gotten asked to, to do this event and you're like, oh, my God, wait, what? Um, what would you what, what advice would you give yourself? Well, if I hadn't already heard it, I would definitely start with they're there to watch you succeed and they want to learn. Um, you're, you're, they're not there to scorn you. Um, just be prepared, over-prepare if you want to be really, really good about it. I mean, that's what I did with the timing just, uh, presentation. I knew that inside and out probably did in my sleep. I mean, cause I needed that. I needed to be able to go, okay, hi, here's the president. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> I'm speak to you. All right. And I was in New York. I mean, I, I, I was fish out of water, man. It was crazy. But to be that prepared and just know that what I was delivering was quality made such a difference. And that's how you really beat the nerves, I find. Hmm. And did it go well? Did, did, did you knock out of the park? Uh, exceptionally, yeah. I got a big re... <laughs> yeah, they, uh, it was incredible. I got asked to um, do a lot more work and I ended up teaching Sports Illustrated and a bunch of their magazines in-house how to do SEO and... Ended up thinking that was pretty cool and wanted to stay in that market, but discovered that uh, those big companies really, they're huge, they're too big. And I don't think anything I taught them actually got implemented. So it didn't feel like I really made enough difference. And that's where mm. I love small and medium businesses because when you make fundamental changes for them, they can see huge gains and that feels good. feels really good. That's interesting that you say that because I know like <laughs> that they, they didn't implement things. And I think I think there's like that, there's a middle ground of business that implements things that they learn. I think really small businesses or new businesses, they're overwhelmed. So half, you know, half the time or more, they don't, they don't do anything. The big ones are like, well, we're the big guys. So we don't have to, or, oh yeah, we'll get to that whenever <laughs> we can. Um, so get there, to there's it. Yes. that, that, yeah. that middle ground. And I totally get, I, I think too. Um, so something else that you said here is, Hey, like I, there, and, and we talked about this, there's, there's a, I don't know what the best word would be for it, but the, the, there's, there's, it's almost egotistical in a way. Like I love knowing that I've made a change and it sounds like you're the same. Like, mm -hmm. Hey, like I've actually helped you. And we talked a little bit about this before the show, which is like, Hey, it's, it's awesome to see the, like you said, the light bulbs go off and then to have totally. that. Um, and I think one of the things that's always interesting to me is that as we put ourselves out there more, um, we find that we, the, the number of times and opportunities that we have to do that increase. One of the things I always think is interesting is whenever I see, so like just, just the other day, I shared a, a post um, uh, that, that was published on, on Forbes and there was like, 
I don't know, like 20 or 30 people at least that commented and or engaged with the post that I haven't seen comment or engage on anything I've done in probably, you know, years. But mm -hmm. it's like, but it's interesting because like here they are, they're still seeing things, they're still following, they're still checking in, even though even if I haven't communicated with them for years and years and years, I think that's, that's a fascinating, I'll say example of it. But, uh, um, and, and I think when we attach what we're doing to this uh, in that way, like in that, that caring, I mean, it sounds like you have that, that, that care of, hey, I want to deliver something um, that's mm -hmm. amazing. You're, you're going to have um, you know, all, the, all the much better results. Um, so, okay. So with that, something else that you, you had mentioned when we, um, when we started was that uh, was delegation issues. And I, I want to dive into that because I think that's something else that a lot of folks have. And I also think, um, I think there's a lot of people that are the same ones, the ones who's, uh, there's a lot of folks that like, like I see in my audience, a lot of people that, that have similar um, hangups as you do, or and not really hangups, but just, Hey, these are things that, are, that I'm letting get in my own way. And so tell me more about that. Like what, what's, what's the deal with that? I know you, you kind of briefly mentioned it, but you know, tell me more sure. about your delegation issues and let's, let's dive into that. Well, um, obviously I've learned how to, I've had to learn how to delegate over the years. So I've got a good staff. Um, people do specific jobs and they do a really good job of doing it. Uh, but when it came down to my tasks, I started to get overwhelmed. I mean, I'm, I've still got some more positions I need to fill in my company, but I need to build it a little more to get those filled. So I'm still wearing a few hats. And what I've learned, uh, again, through Chris, is that of all this checklist of things I need to do to do this particular task, I could probably offload let's say 20% of them to an assistant, someone who could fill those pieces in. And, and the other thing I learned is that, yeah, that might only save two, five minutes, 10 minutes, not even on each one of them, but they add up. And then over time, hmm. and the other thing that it's still clicking for me and she keeps telling me this is it's also saving my mental energy. <laughs> I'm not having to go and do these things, which to me just were part of my day and, and, I just can't fathom why, why wouldn't I do it? But micro delegation is something that I'm trying to learn right now and through strict processes and toolkits and such. And, and, um, now when you say micro delegation, I, meaning these small individual tasks that it might be part of something bigger or like define that for me. Sure. So my tendency is to say, all right, so there's this, this, uh, let's say there's a presentation I have to do. I would always do it all myself. Um, I would, I would do everything, finding the images, um, I'd do the outline, I do all the research and, but then when you put down into tasks and let's say I run by someone who, who knows what they're doing, like Chris, and she said, well, why are you doing this? Like, well, it, I know the, the presentation. I know I'm going to find, I need to find the right images and, and, and I know what I want to see, you know, and again, I'm a control freak when it comes to that stuff, which is no, 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 no. Just explain what you need. Get someone else to do that. Okay. What about this one? No, no, explain what you need and get this, this done. And then I started to realize that, no, I don't have to, it's not all or nothing. I don't have to pass the whole presentation to someone because that wouldn't work. I can actually give pieces, parts and pieces to someone else to help me with it. And it's funny, I, I still feel like I haven't had that aha moment. I'm still learning it. I, I know it now, but am I really, has it really taken over? No. And um, I still find myself doing the whole thing. Going, no, what am I doing? I could easily have someone do this. <laughs> I actually had a moment last before Christmas where I would 
freaking out going, there's no way I can get all this done. And I was really, really in the downs. Like, I'm like, I really value Christmas. I want to take that time off, man. How am I going to do this? And I realized, I don't know where I was, but I just realized, what the hell? Carlene could do this for me. She's my assistant. Why? Why did I need to do it? <laughs> I felt like an idiot. <laughs> and it was totally, it was simple for me to explain it to her. And she had it done the next day. I mean, it was just, wow. That, that stuff is so hard, but also simple once you really absorb it and, and, and live with it. And anyway, that's when I have that completely under control, it's going to be fundamental changes in my life. I feel it. I can feel it coming. Okay. And so how, how do you, do you have a process right now by which you, you know, you sort of check yourself to say, wait a second, is this something I should be outsourcing or not, or something I should be letting go of or not? Or, or do you just find yourself when you get, you get to that stress point, you're like, oh man, maybe I should have been thinking about this. <laughs> well, ideally I would have a lot of checkpoints, but yes, it's often when, often when I'm stressed. Um, what I'm trying to do now is just document every single step of what I normally do. And then looking at it later and going, okay, well, what of all this stuff do I really need to do myself? Right. Um, and then I'm getting help to put that into a plan and then out like uh, using uh, toolkits where essentially uh, this template is, is I use teamwork. They, I have templates okay. set up. And then as soon as that's put in, okay, this is a task that needs to be done. And we look for the template that's that task and they drops in and then it's allocated um, delegated certain tasks or delegated different people at certain times. So I get these two done and then bang, it goes to them. And that comes back to me once they're done and then move on. And um, that's the ideal solution. You really create quite a, a, a streamlined solution and you end up with a better result in the end. Perfect. Perfect. And so is there, is there any, any advice you'd give to someone who's maybe just starting out with, with this in terms of, you know, tools that you found useful, ways that you found useful to, to help you document these things out so that you can start to do that? Uh, it's, I mean, you can start as simple as a piece of paper, just writing down all these steps you do. Um, when you want to get a little more sophisticated, um, there are tools that, actually that one's now out of, that's shut down. <laughs> tools, man, <laughs> they're always changing. Um, but just documenting everything you do, even down to the micro steps, um, it's just like uh, um, added to Evernote or um, uh, had to look up pricing uh, or what was that, uh, what was the client charged last month? All these little things that actually take you thought process. Oh, I get right. I got to open up my billing. I got to look in this. Which client name was it? Oh, what was the count, the company name? It's amazing how much mental energy that takes. And, you know, you can start to rate them at the end of the day too. How much did that feel like it took? Mm. And how long did this all take? And, and it's just document it. And you'll end up with um, a bit of a shock, I think, just how much effort you're putting into and time it takes to get something like that done. I, I, I agree. I know I've had a, a couple people I've assigned a task of saying, hey, every hour, set an alarm, go back and say, how did you spend... But, you know, four, four 15 minute chunks. What did you do for those four 15 minute chunks? And because a lot of people don't, they don't stop to look at their day and think about that. And then, you know, and then they say, oh, I'm, I'm too busy or I can't do this or I don't have this. And it's like, well, hang on a second. And look, I, I'm, by the way, I'm saying that this is a thing. I am 100% guilty of this same thing. In fact, my business partner a few years ago was like, we were out in, uh, I was speaking at an event in Atlanta 
and she was there with me and she's like we, we were at the hotel we had a couple of beers and she's like no we're done she's like she grabbed a book she's like okay tell me what you do like and we like broke down my whole day and then she like reorganized my day for me and i was like oh man that that was it, it seemed easy once it was <laughs> done but it seemed monumental in leading up to the moment of doing it yeah and i think totally. i think that's huge yeah yeah, it is. And, and, and you're actually creating a far stronger company doing this too. You're doing so much for your business. Not only you're freeing yourself up to do other things that could lead to more sales or even a better, better life, but you're also creating um, operating procedures that are part of the sales process of selling your company and exit strategy. Uh, it's just nothing but good things that come out of this. Yeah. Now, do you have your team do the same thing or are, are you starting it? And then you'll have your team kind of start to do that. I'm, yeah, I'm starting <laughs> it now. I, I want to demonstrate it at this point. I don't think I could get them to do much. I mean, a couple of them I am. I shouldn't say that. No, there are a couple, like for example, our designer, um, I know she's stressed. She's got too much in her plate. So I'm getting her to do the same thing, track it. I need to check in actually and see how that's going. Got to make sure she's on top of it still. Um, Cause we all put these things off. We're all too busy. It's the favorite line. Right. Um, but this is the point you trying not to be so busy and be more efficient, you know, um, work smarter, not harder is something I try to keep remembering. Um, and yeah, don't create regret live. It's something I've got written in front of me too. So <laughs> I regret that regret I didn't learn work. about this before. <laughs> yeah. Tell me more about it. What, what, tell me more about that phrase. What is don't create regret? Like how did that spawn well, for you? I, I like that phrase though. It came about um, by realizing that I was spinning my wheels often. Um, mm. I'm not a high energy person. So, and I also want, I'm a bit of a hedonist. I'd rather just play. So <laughs> uh, when things get hard, it's like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And then it's a, it's a micro moment of regret versus big regrets in life, you know, where that's a whole different thing, but I'm just like, God damn it. I should have done, I should have just done it. And, and why would I put it off? It's like, I don't look after myself later. I'm looking after myself now. Mm. And, um, I felt that tomorrow uh, you was like, Hey, Hey, today you screw you. <laughs> oh yeah. You're, you're an ass. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Why did you do this to me? I always do that to myself. It's really like at nighttime, staying up late, watching a movie too late. It's like, why? Oh, I'll do it. I'll deal with it tomorrow. Tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> so pissed off and tired. Yeah. Um, and also not being afraid of pushing myself into new areas. I, I, I used to be an adrenaline junkie. I jumped out of planes. I was a rock climber. I, I, I did adventure ski photography. I did all these things. And now I'm sitting in a chair all the time and, um, I'm getting my, my energy out of doing really exciting things that I think are exciting in business, but I also want to live and this isn't just all I want. Right. I, I keep needing to rem remind myself of that because when you're doing business, I find days just fly by. It's just day to day to day. It's just, it just, oh, the year's gone. Like what happened? And mm -hmm. in fact, my co-host of my podcast, uh, I just lost him. He just passed away out of the blue uh, oh two my. months ago. Sorry and yeah, it was devastating. And uh, my best friend and, and it's just, I still can't fathom it, but that's the thing that happens. And I, it scares the bejesus. I'm, I've kept up awake at nights going, am I doing what I want to do if I passed away tomorrow? 
Well, that's a pretty surreal thought. I won't get into that, but it's, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, don't create regret, live. I like it. No, and, and look, I, I think there's a, there's a balance to be had in doing things to live and, and doing things so you can actually live, right? Like if all we did was just live, 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 we'd be, yeah. you know, broken and homeless and, you know, whatever else. But, um, so, but I like that. But I, I think what I like about that phrase specifically is, in my opinion, when we look at people that are getting in their own way and they're thinking about the things that are preventing them from having the success, having the time, having the life, having, um, you know, the, the spouse, having the whatever it is, right? Um, almost always those are things that we've created that we're in our own way on. And invariably, in, in my experience, we look back later and say, oh, man, I wish I hadn't done that. Or I wish I didn't, you know, whatever. So it's, it's, a, it's a moment of regret. And so I, I think, you know, it's a, it's a different way of saying the same thing, which is, hey, you can get out of your own way. Um, because when we're not, when we're in our own way, we're, we're creating those moments of regret instead of living for what we need to. So I think it's a unique, just a little bit different way of, of putting it. I haven't, you know, I haven't heard that before and I like it. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and not like I can't work harder. I've got to that point. I'm like, I know now I can't work harder. I'm, I'm 45. I know now that, you know, I'm, I'm at my wits end. I love to push myself. It's ridiculous how much I like to push myself. And it's like, no, I've really pushed myself enough now. It's time yeah. to work <laughs> smarter. And now I'm talking to the people that can teach me how to. I'm like, crap. Someone told me that like 10 years ago. Why didn't I listen? You know, <laughs> and now I'm implementing and I'm like, no, I'm becoming a much smarter person um, about running a business about doing it the right way. All the things that, again, I've heard so many times, but I just, and I don't know. Was it arrogance? I don't know. It just like, oh, I'll do my own way. Same message from different messengers. Sometimes we can have the exact message we needed to hear, but we, we either weren't in the right place, the right time, or they weren't the right person to deliver it to us for us to hear yeah. it the way we needed to. It's like if I tell my wife something, yeah, no. Someone else tells them the next day. She says, this is the greatest idea. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I just told you that. <laughs> there was literally this. an episode of uh, like one of the early seasons of Modern Family because I only watched it for a couple of seasons. Oh, and he's like, he, he gets obsessed with the wedge salad and his wife's like, I've been telling you for years about this dang <laughs> yeah. wedge salad. <laughs> and, it's, and I don't know why, but it always sticks with me in that. But, uh, but no, I, I think that, yeah, there, there, we all have to hear different things from different people. Like, um, whether it's someone we respect, someone who's, you know, has a, a deeper emotional connection to us at the moment, someone who is, you know, just happened to be in the right place and we were in the right mindset or whatever it is. Like, it's, it's interesting that, you know, that, but if we know that, um, I think the most important thing is to always be open to listening. Even if you, mm -hmm. even if you reject something, like I always, I always think everyone's thoughts to me are like a, a, a pair of pants or a jacket We try them on and, Oh, Hey, look at that. They fit. Maybe, maybe there's something there. I should look, look a little closer <laughs> or, you know, doesn't, that's cool. You, you know, you keep that. I'm good. <laughs> One of the uh, lines that I, I wish I had a better memory for this sort of thing. It was a great quote. I heard we were, I was talking with how oh, we were listening to how, how Elrod, uh, uh, what is it? The miracle morning guy. Mm -hmm. He was on uh, my mastermind last night and, and he, um, he brought up a phrase I'd heard before. It was something along, along the lines of you can only be as successful as you've grown. Mm -hmm. Like if you're, if, if you're at six out of 10, you'll be as successful of six out of 10. Hmm. And, and so, and I feel that I feel that I'm like, you know, I really am like, not where I want to be. Koi in a pond. They only grow as big as, as the pond is. Yeah. And I've got growth to do. And this is, really good stuff that I'm doing right now. And it's, 
I feel that energy coming. I'm feeling like, all right, the universe is going to pay back for this. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's we'll good. Well, well, we'll have to have you back on the show and 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 some time and see how you know see what's changed from today till you know the next time we chat. It'd be a pleasure, man. Thank you. Cool, cool. Um, well, I, we were kind of heading towards the end, end of here, so I want to wrap it up. But uh, I think this is a, a good a good spot to do that. First and foremost, thanks for being on. I, your your perspectives have been very interesting and different, and I and I appreciate that because that's the idea in the show is to find as many of those as possible. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm glad to hear that. Um, so where can folks, if they, uh, if they want to check you out or learn more about you, where do they go to do that? Sure. Uh, stepforth.com. That's S T E P F O R T H.com is my site. And you can find a, uh, a link to book a free strategy call. And I do mean free. I think you probably get the picture by now. I like to talk to people. I love to get to know people. It doesn't mean that it's, it's, it's not a sales pitch. I'm literally I want to know more about you and how I might be able to help. Sure. But right. if you've got some questions, maybe I can help out. Um, and that's part of the joy of the job. The other part is my podcast. Uh, it's still going. I, my co-host is my other really good friend and employee, Scott. Um, and uh, we have a good time with that. In fact, coming up, we'll have Martin Split from Google on the show. Um, we regularly have one of the Google guys come on once in a while. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm open to questions too. We have our own Facebook forum where you can post questions that I will literally answer on the air every time. So very good. Very good. Awesome. And, and they can find that at stepforth.com as well. Yeah, you can actually, if you want to go directly to the page, just go to seo101radio.com. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Ross, thank you, man. I truly appreciate it for all of you guys watching or listening. As always, there's one simple payment for this episode, which is to share it with someone that you care about. Share it with someone that needs to hear this. Share it with someone who's like Ross and uh, needs to hear his his wisdom and advice for their own for their own good. Or if that's you, perfect, but still share it with a friend anyways. Um, and then while you're doing that, also make sure you drop in, hit the subscribe button, like button, leave a five-star review, whatever the things are. Do all the things and all the places. Uh, I can't, like, I literally can't listen out every time i i feel like every day i wake up there's like some new thing you're supposed to be doing on all this stuff who knows but i appreciate each and every one of you the most important thing is uh giving of your time so i thank you for being here and uh ross thank you again for being on i truly appreciate it man my pleasure thank you this podcast is sponsored by three degrees consulting if you need funnels websites paid ads management or help with any of your digital marketing three degrees consulting is your go-to source for everything check them out at www.go3dc.com that's g-o the number three d is in degrees c is in consulting.com go check them out right now